If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you'll discover top resources for selling strategies, powerful tips, and best practices to open your mind and performance to the next level. You can double your sales too. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Double Your Sales Now. Super excited to have my guest here today, Michelle Murphy, because we're going to be talking about how to go from seasoned sales rep to entrepreneurial rock star. And I know a lot of us have sales backgrounds, and then we started our own companies. And it's a little bit different to sell for ourselves. So we're going to get into all of that. You're going to learn about her expertise in the hotel industry, especially in the industry, the events industry that's just been decimated, but what she's done to pivot and how she's grown her business. So Michelle, super excited to have you with us today. I am thrilled to be here, Ursula. Thank you so much for having me. I know this is going to be awesome because you are one of the most amazing manifestors that I know. And I know I said that to you before, but I think it's going to come out during the show and just the positive attitude that you've had during the time of COVID, which has been very challenging for your industry and just how you've continued to manifest. I know this is going to be one of those shows that people are very inspired by and excited by. And I just want to thank all of our listeners all over the world. Shout out to my friends in Belgium. Whoever is listening there, you are driving this podcast up to, I think we hit number 11 um, this month already. So much love to all of you and all of our listeners everywhere. Please email me. I'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at salescoachnow.com just to say hello uh, and or if you have ideas for the show. If you haven't yet, go to salescoachnow.com forward slash giveaway. We have a PDF for you to download on how to double your sales. It's one page. It's sure to inspire you. We'd love to have um, to give you that. If you haven't been to virtual sales camp yet, we've had many of them this year and we have more coming up in October and November. We'd love to have you come and play and you can email us at contact at salescoachnow.com for a very special price point to come play. And now you can show up from anywhere in the world. So we'd love to support your sales growth. If you haven't heard, we also launched the 2X Intensive two days to help you 2X your business. And this is for companies that are over 100,000 and want to get to 200,000 or even a million. And I can tell you, we, we received a testimonial from one of our clients who said during the first 11 minutes of a private coaching call within the 2X intensive, she said she already paid for her investment. So it means a lot to us because we're helping people, business leaders like you, not only stay in business, but 2X your sales in the time of COVID. Why not, right? So let us know if you have interest in that. 
you can go to salescoachnow.com forward slash apply. We also have an amazing sponsor today, um, Courtney Ruiz, who is one of our clients. She's been part of our community for a while. She's an agent with New York Life. And she says this, when the unexpected happens, our family and loved ones are usually what comes first, making sure they're protected and providing for now, now and in the future. We want to make sure that we adopt to our new normal. And Courtney's here to make sure that you take those first steps on this financial path, either to find out what's going on, move through this time of recovery, or create a new plan to create lots of wealth for your family and a legacy. So Courtney can help you prepare for many aspects of your future. And this is both um, on the financial side and the insurance you need you might have. So we have posted uh, her ad actually on our website and there's going to be notes um, below in uh, for you to contact Courtney as well if you're looking for support in the financial arena. So thank you, Courtney Ruiz. We, we love partnering with you. With that, I'm super excited to tell you about Michelle, Michelle Murphy. <laughs> and I love this. It all started with a spunky and groovy hotel gal named Michelle Avery Murphy. After spending 13 years working in hotel sales at companies such as, you know, some small companies such as Wyndham, Starwood, and Intercontinental, Michelle decided it was time to take her skills, relationships, and knowledge and start her own business, right? We've all been there. We hit, we're like, I can do this on my own. This way, she could present all hotels internationally, find the best fits for her clients, and continue her passion for the hospitality industry. Being her own boss wasn't such a bad idea either. Now, Michelle is no ordinary entrepreneur. She built her business starting with a big heart, a generous spirit, and the gift of fun. You will see this. With an infectious smile and a genuine laugh, Michelle made her mark by building longstanding relationships that have earned her a great reputation amongst clients and hoteliers alike. She truly enjoys mentoring Avery Murphy rock stars, educating hotel sales professionals and meeting planners about the evolving hospitality industry, getting to know her clients, and being their advocate. She's hardworking, knowledgeable, and a tough negotiator that helps her clients obtain the best value. And this is really cool. So Michelle started meeting um, the meeting site selection business with Helms Briscoe, and while there, earned the prestigious President's Club Award five times. Can we say sales rock star? And then in 2009, and with continued success, she launched her first solo venture, Murphy Turgeon LLC. In 2014, the stars aligned again. Additional staff was added, and Avery Murphy LLC was founded. When not mentoring rock stars, Michelle loves to hang out with family and friends. She loves to go to the beach because she lives in Cali. She loves traveling, speaking engagements, anything purple. Look at her shirt and look what's behind her and anything that's super groovy like she is. So Michelle, with all of that, <laughs> I want to say welcome to the show. And there's so many things we want to talk about today, but I, I want to start with your story. You know, how did you go from you know, rock star sales rep, like what was the moment you decided, okay, I'm going to do, I can do this on my own. I'm going to start my own business. And when you made that shift, did you have any limiting beliefs about having your own business, about selling through your own business? Walk us through that process. Yes. Um, well, first of all, I was on the hotel side and while I was on the hotel side, I was not as politically correct as I could have been. I could see things, hear things, and I would challenge um, my peer group as well as my superiors. And that that didn't always, I didn't always do that as eloquently as I would have liked to. <laughs> and as I was going through those 
learning pains, growing pains, I started to really evaluate what it is that I liked best about what I was doing. And I love the hospitality industry and I loved my clients. And I thought folks in sales that are really great at sales, like ourselves, most of them go into 100% commission sales. And this, then there's no limit to how much you can earn. And it so happened that in my industry, the way that you do that is you do what we call being a third party, or I like to refer to us specifically as site selection professionals. And I realized that I could, if I could make my numbers representing one hotel, what could I do if I could help my clients with any hotel, not just in a brand portfolio, but any hotel worldwide, wouldn't that be great? Now, I'm going to jump forward a little bit further in my limiting belief as I did what most folks do when they jump into being their own business person or going into commission sales. I wanted to break that six-figure mark. I wanted right. to go into the 100000 and my goal was to do... 200,000. And I will share with you, Ursula, I haven't eat, hadn't even earned my first 50,000 when I realized how limited I put myself at just wanting to gross 200,000 a year. So that was the very first thing as I hit a goal, which I hadn't even achieved. And I realized how small the goal was and how small it kept me. Interesting. So What happened after that? Was there a shift as you continued to grow the business? You started to see what was possible. Then you started to grow your team and other rock stars. Like what happened next? Sure. So what happened was I I wanted to scale my business. And I'm just going to share this with the folks out there. I am a firm believer in obtaining coaching and having someone um, help me guide myself. So I was working with a, a business coach at the time trying to ascertain, should I scale my business by hiring more administrative help because I'm such a great sales professional and I could onboard folks? Or should I um, scale my business with sales professionals like myself? And as I dive deep into that, I realized that while I could have administrative staff do that, when you get to a higher level in what it is that I do, which is hotel site selection and contract negotiations, The skill set that's used to onboard a client is the same skill set that we use to negotiate contracts. And folks that like to be in the administrative aspect don't, um, as you speak about, anybody can be trained that, but certain people don't want to go down that road. Other folks do. Sales professionals do. They they like that skill set. Um, and that skill set lends to negotiating. So I went down the path of scaling my business by hiring rock stars because I um I'm a rock star and I want to be associated with other rock stars. And uh, that's just really excites me. It excites me to be the teacher as much as it is to be the student. And the greatest compliment for me is when one of my rock stars takes what I've taught them and then next levels it for themselves and brings me along with them. That's the greatest compliment is when they learn what I have to share and they can take it to a higher, deeper level and I get to learn from them as well. So let's, I want to unpack this a little bit because we often have clients and I'm sure some of our listeners, many of our listeners, most likely who want to hire what you call rock stars. Like they want to hire top salespeople and 
that can be an interesting journey. <laughs> um, and you're, you're, you know, there's unicorns like you who are both top salespeople and run businesses, right? Because that's a different skill set. Leading a business, scaling a business is very different from selling your way out, you know, and I remember back in the day when I was just quote unquote selling and it was so much fun. There was so much freedom in that. Like it was just like, woo. And then I started my own business and I knew how to sell and I loved that, but scaling it and hiring people was, you know, for yourself, I could do it for other people. Other businesses for myself was really interesting. So tell us how, how do you attract rock stars? How do you know when you're in the presence of a top salesperson, and does it always work out? Like any secrets you want to share with us there? Sure. Well, uh, again, um, I'm a huge fan of going to the experts to learn what it is that they know. So as you know, you and I became associated because I attended a sales camp and <laughs> I, I, I have you have you as a coach to help me grow my team. Um, one of the things that I learned is not everyone is a rock star. Uh, so I learned at first by trial and error, uh, kind of almost like, uh, the Mary Kay method, you know, if they have skin, then, then they're your client. Like if, if, if someone was, um, smiling at me and I could enjoy them over a social conversation, I thought, okay, I can teach them to sell. Okay. I can teach them the hospitality industry. And my first, uh, couple of rock stars, I refer to them as 1.0. Uh, one of them is still with me. Two of them kind of continued on down the road. And the one that's with me was the most surprising. And the two that I thought would really excel, that also surprised me. And what I first learned is that I had to learn how to teach. While mm -hmm. I'm a great sales professional, I wasn't a great teacher and I didn't understand how adults learn. So I started to do some studying. I actually did a lot of studying in NLP and I started to learn how to first teach adults. That mm -hmm. was the first thing that was missing in Rockstars 1.0. Uh, the second thing that I did then is I took everything from in my head because I'm someone who keeps so much in my head and I had, I didn't even know what the term was, but someone shared with me, oh, you have all this unconscious competence. Like, what the heck is that? I didn't realize how much I just learned from experience, how much I got from intuition, how much was just gifts that I was born with. I just took for granted that everybody had these. And then I had to, un I had to figure out what it was that I learned and how I could share that with other folks. And then lastly, and I'm still working on this, is the interview and the attraction process. And my style of learning is that I try things as mixed with a tinge of, I seek out professionals and experts like yourself, and then I, I get messages. They, I don't know how other people do it, but I get these messages. And when, it, when someone says something to me and it starts to loop in my head, I'm like, okay, I refer to that almost as a divine download. Mm -hmm. And in that, I started to realize uh, that the best way for me to attract top talent was through a series of education to find out who was attracted to my education. Yeah. 
Well, it's a, I mean, there's, there's so much there, so many jewels and thank you. And part of it, like one of the big takeaways, I think for our listeners is that you move from the role of the unconscious, unconscious competent of just, this is just how I am. Isn't everybody like this to realizing, okay, not everyone is like this. However, there are certain things that I could teach and key pieces that when they get those key pieces, they can grow their own business or grow, you know, become a rock star on my team as well. So it was very, very valuable. Thank you. You're and, welcome. Yeah. And I think, and, and I want to encourage everyone who's out there that, and to remind you that hiring is a process, building your dream team is a process and they evolve. Michelle, your example of, you know, Rockstar 1.0 compared to 2.0 or wherever you are now, right? Like there's a big difference, but as you you know, expanded and evolved your company, you also expanded and evolved who you wanted to attract. And then you created programs that actually like even draw them in more, which I know we'll, we'll talk about. I want to talk about your industry. And to say that, you know, the hotel and events industry has been decimated is almost an understate, you know, it's just an understatement. It's like, it's so, and I've interviewed other people in your industry on the show and just the levels of pivot that they've had to go through and, some heartbreaking conversations that I've had with clients who, you know, have closed their closed some of their businesses and, and pivoted into something else. Like the thing about entrepreneurs is like, we always kind of figure it out. Like we, we pick up something else. I also know that you're a powerful manifester. I mean, I think, you know, everyone can tell just by your energy and how you show up in the world, like you've honed the whole manifesting skill and you can be really sad right now or upset or anything like that. But that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on right now because you're such a bright light so what, how did you pivot your business? How are you continuing to pivot? What are you finding um, in the world right now? And what are you predicting is going to happen in the events industry? That was a lot of questions, but I can prompt if, if I ask too sure, many. Sure. Well, the first thing is, is I have, I've had that little dance of like, oh, geez, here we go. This is, this is a roller coaster. Um, when it, when it initially started, I did have some things to compare it to. I had, was in the hospitality industry in um, 9-11. I was in the hospitality industry during the economic crisis. Uh, you know, statistically, what uh, this pandemic has done to the hospitality industry is greater than both of those events combined, To to just to put it into perspective for folks. Uh, but... I'm going to pivot quickly to what's happened in our industry uh, first and, and segue that into what I've been doing with Avery Murphy. So what's happened in our industry is we've really had an opportunity to switch to virtual meetings and hybrid meetings. And some folks in the industry are concerned that that's going to take away face-to-face meetings. And I think it is actually solidified the fact that face-to-face meetings are, you can't do without them. As much as you can do in a virtual environment, as much as you can do in a hybrid environment, there's nothing that replaces the energetic exchange that happens when we're in person. Zoom is great. This is a great technology and I'm like super excited to see your face um, and, and, and be present with you this way. But when you and I are in the same room, it's a whole different level. So one of the things that this has confirmed, I believe in our industry is there's nothing that can replace face-to-face meetings. At the same time, this technology that we've had to have virtual meetings and hybrid meetings has been there for a long time and it has been sorely underutilized. Yes. And in adult learning, as I shared in NLP, what happens is 
we go to a conference, let's say you belong to a professional association and you go to a conference and you get super excited and you come away with all these notes. And I, you know, I take topics on what was talked about. And while I'm in that juicy creative space, I think of other things that I like, oh, I'm going to remember to do this with my business or that just reminded me to do that with my business. And we get back to our offices, we get back to our desks, and we start to implement, like, let's say you come away from the association conference with five things that you're going to do. By the time you make it to your desk, you're down to three things. Fast forward three months, you're lucky if you're still doing one of those things. And with this technology, I believe that associations and corporations can do is they can take all of this stuff that they're filming and do a slow drip so that we can actually experience a sincere cultural change and uplifting of of all of us, not just personally, but also professionally. I think that the creativity that's coming out of this with the lack of us meeting in person, that when we get back to meeting in person, A, we're going to have this technology to really help sink in the things that we learn when we're in person. And B, when we're in person, I don't know about you, but the first time I went out to eat at a real restaurant, I was like, woohoo, this is so great. And I had so much more appreciation for having someone wait on me and having someone interact with me. And I don't know if it's me or if it's the pandemic, but I swear service has improved like exponentially. Like there's nobody, I don't catch anybody on a bad day that's been my um, waiter, what, waitress or bartender. Like everybody seems to be having good days. And I think that that appreciation that's coming through and, and I use restaurants as an example because they're part of the hospitality industry as well. And they have been as impacted as hoteliers in this pandemic. Um, I know I was going to segue that into Avery Murphy. So what I've had the opportunity to do is pivot into the education aspect, uh, to pivot with hotel sales professionals to help them get the most out of folks like myself as, as clients, as well as to support them because, you know, many of them have been furloughed, laid off, lost their jobs. Those that have been furloughed, furloughed and laid off, they want to keep their skill set sharp. Those that are employed, they're doing their job plus the job of the staff that they can't hire back yet. So they wanted a clear path on how do we bring groups and meetings back to our hotels. So that's one of the things that I'm pivoting in. And currently I'm doing market research to put on another online course for meeting planners to help them navigate this pandemic. Because not just the folks like myself that are in the, I kind of have a foot in both sides. I have a foot in the hospitality hotel side. I also have a foot in the meeting planner side. And those to have, while they're while they're very closely knit together, they do have two different distinctions. And the meeting planners also need to learn how to navigate this pandemic and what it looks like for them going forward. So how I've pivoted is I've really had this opportunity to spend time to develop these courses. Gives me chills. Like I just love the pivot stories and how people have expanded and the fact that you're still smiling and you know, there's other things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about sales. We're going to talk about like your expertise, but before we do that, 
Michelle, like I feel we all get these divine downloads, but I feel really called to ask you about how you manifest because um, I think a lot of people, I was talking to somebody yesterday and people feel like their, their manifesting wands are broken right now. Like their dreams, what they desired before. And I don't live in, I, I choose to not live in that world because I want to pull my clients into the world of anything is still possible. In fact, during this time, like what you're talking about, I agree with you. Like we've been out to restaurants, we're, we're still going out and, you know, wearing our masks as needed and staying safe, but we're still going out. Like we're still living a lot. And I noticed that too, like people are, people are really nice right now. They're, they want to connect with you. Like I've gotten literally, um, I've gotten to know a server who now calls us regulars and she's just amazing. Right. And we're excited to see her. I don't remember that level of connection before. Um, just in like, just, you know, just the way these people are to connect. So I love that you shared that, but I want to hear what are your manifesting tips? Like this hit, you pivoted, your energy is so positive. I know you're still growing your company. So what do you, what do you do to stay in this amazing space and this energy and to believe that whatever you want to create is possible? Thank you. Um, actually, I, I just went through what I call a little bit of a funk. Uh, up until uh, you and I connected last week, I was in what I would refer to as a three-week funk. And it had to do with my industry. Uh, you know, there's a, a person that's in our industry who I really like to look up to and emulate. And he does a weekly uh, a state of the union for the hospitality industry. And I saw his uh, state of the union in the middle of this funk and he was just kind of like, he had just lowered. And I, I thought about our industry and I was like, gosh, you know, I've, I figured things out. I can get to January, but they're not predicting our industry is going to come back actually until Q3 of 2021. And uh, the way that the money flows, I thought, okay, I can make it to January, but then that next six months, what am I going to do? And I, I, I was in this funk and I started to kind of spiral down and I have had, I live life to the fullest and I, um, not surprising to other folks out there. I, you know, I fall in love. I fall out of love. <laughs> I, I, I was recently in a long-term relationship that I chose to, um, conclude and we were tied together quite heavily financially. And I didn't want the financial reason to be the reason that I stayed in that relationship. So I said to myself, hey, you always make things happen. Do what you need to do. And the universe will provide for you. It always does. Like you always find a way. And sure enough, I completed that relationship and it provided me. And ironically, it was COVID. It was the SBA loans. It was the ability to collect unemployment. It was the PPP. All of those things provided for me. I wouldn't wish this pandemic upon anybody. I, you know, as it's it's impacted so many lives, but this pandemic actually was the bright light at the conclusion of that relationship. So when I was in this funk, I started to go, okay, how is this any different? Like and come, let's say January, let's say all of your resources have 
that you currently have have completed and what are you going to do for that next six months and i was like you know i don't know where it's going to come from but it always comes and i recently i i i don't belong because i ever the universe some people refer to the universe as god i'm okay with god some folks pray i meditate i think a lot of these things are interchangeable i say that because whatever someone's belief system is and whatever, however they want to name that belief system, I am completely on board with. I like to use universe, energy, those sorts of things to describe God to me. And really what it comes down to is faith. And I started to get a lot of things coming at me that just said, faith, 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 have faith. And I I manifest because I simply dive into my faith. And when you go really deep into faith, it's a knowing and trusting of one's self. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's, you know, um, when I get into that funk, I'm like, okay, where am I letting myself down? Where, and, and sometimes like this most recent funk was just that I needed to unplug for a little bit. It really, it wasn't anything devastating. It was just that I needed to unplug for a little bit. And, and that's okay. Because I think as we go through this pandemic, regardless of your industry, regardless of what's happening with your income, um, regardless of what's happening to family and friends, or things that we see that are happening around the world, is the only thing that we really have control over is ourselves. And we're, we are all magnificent. We are all magnificent and to have faith in oneself, sometimes you have to have faith in a, um, something outside of yourself. Again, I refer to that as the universe, but I think we're all part of the universe. So if we have faith in the universe, then we have faith in ourselves. And I'm not, um, I'm not a preacher. <laughs> I know that that kind of could have sounded like, hey, I, um, that's my jam. I don't push my jam onto other people, but it really comes down to having faith in myself and something greater than myself, having faith in the whole, having faith in, in, um, not just our world, but having faith in the universe and understanding that it really has our best interest at heart. And when things are difficult, it's difficult to learn what that lesson could be, but Hindsight being 2020, I can see so many beautiful lessons in all the challenges that have been in my life, both personally and professionally. Yeah, what a beautiful answer. And I I just want to highlight a couple of things that I think we can all take away from what you said is number one, to lean into faith, whatever that means for you, but really believing in yourself, believing in a higher power, believing in possibility. And one of the things that you say to yourself that I think is really powerful, and I got chills when you said it, so I know it's truth, is you always make things happen. I always make things happen. So regardless of what happens, you said, I always make things happen. And that's truly faith. That's believing that no matter what, I'm still going to make things happen. And I want to just share with our listeners, like, is there a way for you to take on that belief as well? I always make things happen. Like that is a powerful, powerful belief. I want to make sure we have time for a couple of things. I know you're growing your education business and that's been a real bright light in your business. You're helping a lot of people. You're inspiring a lot of people in your industry. What are the top two sales strategies that you feel are working now? And I think one of them might be affiliate partnerships, but like what's what's working to help you grow your business? Actually, the, the, the biggest thing that I've been doing is market research. 
And I started to, uh, for the course that I'm developing for meeting planners, and I started to share that with the sales team, the Avery Murphy Rockstars. And the first rock star that did it, she, um, she shared with me, she's like, oh my gosh, this is just genius. Because meeting planners are out there, they used to feel a lot of love. In fact, they used to um, sometimes <laughs> not want as much love as they were feeling. They were, you know, hotel sales professionals were calling them. They were inviting them to lunch. They were dropping by with, you know, swag bags. And, and that's all gone away. So when we reach out to meeting planners to do the market research, they want to talk. They want to share what's going on. And what's happening with their company, what's happening with their role in the company. And so even though it's not direct sales, we're still making that connection and developing that relationship for when things return to whatever normal looks like in the hotel slash hospitality industry. So that the first one is to do market research um, mm-hmm. and still continue to have conversations with just listening and not having necessarily a you know, I'm going to sell you something that, you know, that's, uh, and it's still sales. It's a, it's a huge part of sales. It's the qualifying aspect, like learning who the person is. Sure. Uh, the second thing, what we're doing right now, I, I know that um, when I listen to your podcasts, I listen to them in the audio version, and I know that we're on Zoom. Zoom, you know, for We are doing things that are more normal, but I haven't had as many business meetings. I actually am going to client first time, going to uh, visit with a client to have coffee on Friday. But in the meantime, doing Zoom, Zoom was so underutilized prior to this pandemic. In fact, in January, a lot of people that I spoke with didn't even know what Zoom was. Like I had to... I don't know about yourself when you're doing these podcasts, but probably when you first started, you had to like have somebody download the app and then figure out how to use the app. I did a lot of that type of education myself when I was doing interviews for the hospitality sales masterclass. And now everybody knows what Zoom is, right? So this is a tool that I think is something that sales professionals should be using I, I shouldn't shit on people, but this is a this is a very <laughs> powerful tool do. to use. And just yeah. because of the pandemic, when when things go back to normal, don't forget to do this in person meeting with folks. It, yeah. You know, it, it closes distance. Yeah, and we can you can talk to anybody in the world now, which is amazing. I mean, right. I've been on so many trainings with international clients now, and I'm in other coaching programs, and there's many international. Um, shout out to all our friends in the UK, especially. I've been hanging out with a lot of people from the UK and Australia, and it's just been so much fun. Like Zoom has made the world smaller, and I I love that, and I, I agree with you. When we first, I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't know what a breakout room was or how to even use one a year ago. Like I wasn't, I I was not prepared for that. And what was interesting is I ended up doing a private training session for a pretty big corporation here and we had to do breakout rooms. So it forced me to learn it right before I really needed it. And I didn't realize the gift then. And now, now Zoom is normal. And now we even, Zoom is probably gonna be in the dictionary, right? We say things like, let's get on a Zoom call or let's Zoom together. And we know what that means. Isn't that funny? Like we don't talk, there's many other technologies that are like this. My husband's in IT, he always reminds me, he's like, you know, Zoom's not the only thing. And I'm like, yeah, but I sure wish I would have had stock in Zoom. Let's just say it, So we have a few minutes left, Michelle. I wanna give you time. We know that you're an expert in hotel site selection and contract negotiation. 
um, contract negotiating. So what are your two to three tips that you want to share with us there for those who, you know, might be in that, that in your industry or in that space, or might just have a need to know? Well, the first thing that I would share is 2020 is the time to experiment. So if you are someone who does in-person meetings, 2020 is the time to experiment. First, determine what it is that you, how many people you need to make the uh, meeting viable. So if you typically had 100 people that came to your meeting, but it could be viable with 30, know that if your if your audience goes below 30, then you have to either get on, um, then you have to get virtual. But if you can do 30 in person and the other 70 virtual, um, you can do a hybrid meeting. So experiment in 2020 so that 2021, we can we can get those wheels moving. Then for 2021, what I want to share for folks is I don't anticipate that business travel is going to flip on like a switch, that all of a sudden, all business travel is going to happen the way that it did pre-pandemic. Uh, so people are in contracts in 2021 where they are, they're liable for performance and they may, it might be physically impossible for them to perform. So if you don't know how to negotiate that in advance, I would seek out an expert, uh, some some organization like Avery Murphy. Um, I'm happy to look at contracts for clients to say how the, and, and help them understand how to negotiate 2020 contracts so that their organizations don't have, you know, on top of everything that's happened, have an additional liability. Those would be my two things is okay. to not be afraid to open up a contract that that's already a done deal in 2021. Yeah. And I think that's a key word hybrid. And we're seeing, I'm seeing more of that. I'm, I'm hearing it from more people and even, you know, especially from some of the large corporations who I think are kind of the bell ringers. Like we sort of, you know, the industry kind of follows what the big, big corps are doing and they want to get people back. And I even heard of one example where they were going to run the same keynote, the same event, essentially the same agenda for four days in a row with just smaller groups of people. And so that's one way. But I, like, as you said, you could have 30 people perhaps in the room, depending on the state guidelines, and then have more people over Zoom, um, the Zoom and the room, all the things. So let's wrap up with, you mentioned that, you know, if people need help with negotiations or figuring that out, you also have classes that you offer that are virtual. Tell us um, who you can help right now. And, you know, for so those of our listeners, like they can, you know, decide like, oh, yes, I definitely want to work with Avery Murphy. Who would that be? How can you support them? Tell us more. So so the, the biggest thing with regard to site selection professionals like myself is we work with groups that have overnight guest rooms associated with them. And the, the minimum threshold is 10 overnight guest rooms, I, ideally. And, and it's the same process, whether you have 10 overnight guest rooms or you have 10,000 overnight guest rooms. Uh, we go through that same process, which actually brings me to a third point. For 2021, if you have a hotel that you have a relationship with, I highly recommend that you do a search and include that hotel because the pricing is shifting dramatically. And people in our industry can't predict what the pricing is going to be. We don't know how many hotels might close their doors forever and what that would do to supply which would increase demand. 
But I just did a search for January of 2021. I did the same search in um, January of this year. January of this year, out of 20 hotels, only um, five would submit proposals and had availability. I did the same search for January of 2021 just last week, and every single hotel had availability. So the pricing is lower because the supply is high, demand is low. And, and so 2021 is really a, a year where they need to take advantage of folks like myself to figure out what's happening in the marketplace because we don't know yet the complete economic impact of this pandemic. Certain <laughs> businesses are closing, certain businesses are selling. And that's when all that settles down, we're going to figure out what's actually happening in the hospitality industry and how that is, uh, how that's going to impact your, your conference, your event, your meeting. And I don't know that I answered that question directly. I kind of went off there because I wanted to remember to remind people to do that search for 2021 because pricing, we don't know where it's going to be yet. So how can we get more information? So how can our listeners, so if someone's out there and they're a rock star and they want to work with you or get more education um, and, or just talk to you about what's going on and they're trying to put an event together, what's sure. the next step? So our, we our, you? our website is um, www.averymurphy.com, A-V-E-R-Y-M-U-R-P-H-Y.com. And um, also I um, am a huge person on Facebook. So people can um, look me up at Michelle Avery Murphy on Facebook. That's 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 where I tend to spend some more time. And uh, I I am um, someone who loves the phone. I won't give my phone number out here, but you can go to the website. You can grab my phone number. I'm happy to speak with you. Give you a call. And we'll have all of that in the show notes as well, for sure, your website and where to find you on social media. Michelle, this has, of course, been so much fun and um, just you are the epitome of rock star, and I'm so grateful that you shared our energy with our listeners today. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a bright light during this time. You're welcome, Ursula. I am thrilled to be here. Um, much success to you and much success to everyone on this podcast. Uh, go, awesome. go sales camp. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And thank you for that reminder. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks for being here. And to our listeners all over the world, please come and play with us. We definitely would love to see you out at an event, virtual sales camp or a 2X intensive. And also, if you haven't yet, leave, leave us a review. We would love to hear from you. You can go to salescoachnow.com forward slash giveaway. After you leave your review, put your review there. We have a gift for you just to say thank you. So if the show's helping you, it helps other people see so it could help them too. That's it for now, everybody. Make this your most epic month yet. Thanks for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tune in next week. And until then, we'd appreciate your review on iTunes.